Hi everyone, Colin here, co-founder of Equity Directory, on the phone with Emmanuel Strashnev, co-founder of Bubble. Emmanuel, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Of course, nice to have you. So tell us a little bit about your product. So Bubble is a do-it-yourself platform that lets people program without any code. Our goal is to empower business people and product managers to build products themselves through a new interface. So practically what that means is instead of typing code to build something, it's drag and drop. It's a web application that exists in the browser where you're going to build your application. It can be fairly complex at times. It's a little bit like Excel. You know, you need to learn how to use it, but it doesn't involve any code as it's entirely visual. Excellent. And so where did this idea come from? Uh, well, it came from the pain, actually, of my co-founder, who initiated the project a little bit before me. Of um, A lot of people were asking him uh, to be his technical co-founder, uh, because he's technical. I mean, we're both technical. And uh, he started thinking, well, maybe we should find a way so that people don't need that. And that was also coming a little bit from his experience in the corporate world. He worked at a hedge fund that was using Microsoft SharePoint, um, which is a little bit uh, this idea, even though this is for more specific business tasks. And so uh, we started thinking about, let's find a way so that it works. The, the other idea is that the fact that we have product managers in the world means that you don't need to be technical to actually think about how a product should work very specifically and very accurately, but you need to be an engineer to build it. And to us, there is an issue because the right tools don't exist yet, and we tried to create this tool, and this tool is basically Bubble. Um, we, we found that there was something weird there. Yeah, well, it's an incredible idea, and, and the execution looks terrific so far. I'm wondering, uh, tell me a little bit about your, back, your background. Uh, so uh, my personal background, so I guess as people can hear, uh, I'm not from here. I'm from France or originally. I'm an engineer by training, but I've actually been in business cons management consulting and business for uh, like almost five years, including business school. I did three years of consulting in Asia, and then I went to business school. And it's at the end of business school where actually when I was in business school, I didn't think I would start. Co I would be coding anymore uh, because I was mostly something from my high school and college years, and I I've been through the pain of trying to find a technical co-founder. Like I was at heart, I was hanging out at MIT and trying to find like developers and stuff like that. Um, and I met uh, Josh, who is uh, my co-founder, who started uh, again. He started Bubble like a few months before me, uh, who is purely technical. Like he's been uh, coding without interruption since he was a child, uh, and we associate. We decided to partner on this. I was supposed to be mostly handling business stuff, and as Bubble is a very technical product, I came back to uh, technical stuff very quickly. It's actually quite a good thing that I was far from coding for a while and that I spent a lot of time in the business world because I think one of the hard things when you try to build something like Bubble as a technical person is to put yourself in the shoes of a non-technical person. And I think I, we can still do a fairly good stuff at that. because And the same for Josh. Uh, even though he's been technical all along, he actually didn't work as an engineer when he was in, at the hedge fund. He was more in the, in the business and management side, which uh, also helps him a lot to be like wear both uh, hats, basically. Hey, that's incredible. I, I, I love it. And, and how long have you been working together? Well, pardon? How long have you been working together? Uh, almost four years now. Like we're, the first lines of code were written early 2012. I joined him in June, and so now it's 2016. And when it's, a fairly, it's a fairly complicated product to put together, and the, what I would call the MVP level is basically something that enables people to build their own MVP. So it's a more complicated MVP than most products. Of course. So, so it takes some time to get to the right product, and 
we felt we were actually ready for that in October last year, so after three years. We've had users, I mean, we can talk about, about the history of the company later. We had actually paying customers very early on. Like, our, I think our first payment was in October or November 2012. So that was actually quite early on. It was a very, honestly, limited product at the time. Um, but we considered ourselves production ready and ready for publicity in October last year. And so what, what's, what has happened between October and your product product hunt launch? Uh, well, we started like, uh, we saw the community grow uh, tremendously. So we, we had a very good launch on product hunt, actually. Uh, I think right now we must be like in the top 30 of all products of all times or something in terms of upvotes, which, uh, which did generate a ton of traffic. I was actually quite impressed uh, by how much traffic it generates. To be honest, uh, I think we're kind of a very, very good match for Product Hunt because Product Hunt is actually a community of people that like products and actually are not that technical. It's not, you know, like Hacker News, uh, for instance, or Stack Overflow. Um, and so for us, it's a very natural market. Um, and so the, the, most people on Product Hunt are actually looking for something like Bubble very often. Um, so that did go very well. Uh, and since then, like, we multiplied our user base by probably like five or something. Um, with very active users of forum. We're investing a lot of time in our community. So we're a very small company in terms of people. Uh, like it's basically two people and we're bootstrapped entirely. So we have to outsource as much as we can uh, work through other people to get some help. And so we're betting a lot on our community to help other users to learn and onboard and everything. So probably 30% of my time is uh, on the forum answering questions and also making sure that when other people answer questions, everything's go well trying to uh, nurture the community so that people keep learning each, uh, uh, together, keeps teaching each other, because that's for us the only way to scale. And that has been our main focus since Product Hunt. I mean, aside from like product development. And what are you using as a tool for your uh, community? Uh, we actually use Discourse, uh, like the for, uh, pretty traditional uh, forum management software. We could, so we could have built it on Bubble. I mean, our own website is built on Bubble, and we thought about building it on Bubble. And then we looked at this course, and we were like, well, these guys have figured it out, and it doesn't necessarily need to be built from scratch, so we use that. Sure, sure, it makes sense. And so tell me, um, in, in terms of your product hunt launch, was that something that you planned, or was that something that's, that someone hunted you? No, we planned it. So we actually got hunted the first time in June 2014, where Product was not what it is today, uh, because they hadn't been out of Y Combinator yet. And that did go actually quite well at that time, and such a user that hunted it. To be honest, at that time, I hadn't heard of it. Um, and then uh, what we did in October is that I reached out to their team, because we've already had featured once, been featured once, so we, wanted, uh, we needed their approval, basically, to get featured again. And so we reached out to them, and that actually went very smoothly. Like, I think I reached out on... Thursday, and on Monday, the guy was like, do you want to do that on Monday? We said yes, and we did. Awesome. And I think one of the things that did that it go, it went very well, and this is quite, I guess, non-traditional. Like a lot of people would say this is the wrong approach, but um, I would say wait as long as you can instead of, you know, launch early. I know there is this ideology that you should launch early. We did launch very early in a sense that we very early did our, put our product out there and had some paying customers, uh, which came with pain because for... One pink customer, you have like 10 unhappy customers at first because the product is not right. But I would say wait for the product to be ready before uh, searching, uh, looking for major um, publicity. And product hunt is a pretty major publicity. I mean, we're talking about like maybe like 50 or 60 uniques, uh, 60,000 uniques in a week, which is a lot, actually. For sure. 
Yeah, and and uh, so so after um, when you when it was all over, I'm wondering if you had any learnings that you might want to share. Uh, in terms of the launch, you mean? Yeah. What would you if you had to do it over again? What would you do differently? So maybe that's going to sound very uh, self-confident and arrogant, but I don't think I would do anything different uh, because it did go very well. Well, we did the first one. The first one, I would certainly say we were not ready, and I would say, well, it's great when people hunt you, but uh, this is might not be the best way to start. Um, when I think about our launch in October, it, uh, I mean, it worked extremely well. I mean, we, as any other startup, we had like some server issues after three or four days because there were too much... Um, too much pressure on the servers and so we had a little bit of downtime that we had to take care of uh, it's almost like a good bad sign if you don't have that <laughs> but um, so these things got better than we thought on that way but uh, in terms of uh, how the product was ready uh, in terms of our bandwidth uh, to answer users uh, we were basically ready there I mean I can give some stuff about practically how to do it once you're featured that day like you know be extremely active on the conversation board that's very important, I think. Uh, show you there basically full time. Like you should allocate a full day on that and not do other things. Uh, but that's more like details. What I would say is, uh, again, wait as long, wait for your product to be ready. And and, uh, and when I go on product and sometimes and I look at the product, I think some people are launching to launching too early. I know you have to approach like some people want to do that to build like a signing up list. We wanted to do that to actually have real users and signups. It's a different approach. Um, I'm pretty happy with the way we did ours. But, but the fact that we're bootstrapped means we probably have different constraints than, than a VC or investor-backed startup, so maybe it's a little bit different for most people. And what other sites have you used similar to Product Hunt in terms of uh, their, the, the launch factor? <clears throat> it's mostly been Product Hunt, actually. After that, we've had more of a like targeted strategy, trying to find partners and people that have a natural audience that fits with ours. So like co-working spaces, incubators. Um, and so we were on their website, but it was not like a major launch. Uh, we did a little bit, we've been a little bit, not so much now, but we've been a little bit active on Medium and content and stuff like that. But Proactant has by far been our, our first uh, medium. And, and again, and again, I think uh, we are probably more product and compatible than a lot of startups. Sure. Given, given what we do, have did you consider using um, beta list? Yeah, well, I think uh, we got featured there, but very, very early on, and I think they only accept you once. And if you're not in beta, they don't want you anymore. Uh -huh. And so uh, we didn't do it again. I see. And um, did you were, early on? Did you use a landing page? No. Uh, well, we had a landing page, but actually, since since uh, the beginning. Our landing page has been built on Bubble, like from the very first day. Uh, our landing page for the first few months was actually terrible because we didn't have a lot of options to make things pretty. Um, so we've been evolving our landing page over time, and so we didn't have a pretty landing page for the first year. Did you consider using any of the, the tools that are out there? Not really, um, because we wanted, again, one of the difficult things with what we do is that a lot of people have promised that in the past. A lot of people have said, like, you can build fake without code. And today people are still coding, which shows that they failed. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of those businesses have become great businesses, but they failed on delivering the promise that you don't need to code to build things anymore. And so I was a little, we were a little bit worried of promising things before having something to show. 
Mm-hmm. And so we were pretty happy with a natural inflow of users. I mean, our first year, you know, we would have like maybe like, I don't know, five signups a day or something, which is not much, but it's actually, if you care about these users and talk to them, you can actually do a lot of things with them. And so it's tell been, me tell me a little bit about that experience. What was your customer development experience like? Well, given how complicated the product is and how the number of features you need to build to let users build what they want, and the combination of those two things means the bugs that you can have at first. Um, we've been working very closely with them. Like for the first year, I would be on Skype pretty much, and I'm founder and I would be on Skype with users pretty much like at least once a day uh, when they would tell me what they need. So it, it would be like a very, almost like we're building the product for right, them. Right. I mean, obviously we're building the product for users, but for that particular user, and I'll, the point of doing that for us, the only important thing is to make sure when something asks that, is it legitimate? Do we think other people are going to want the same thing or is it just crazy? <laughs> uh, and 90% of the time, we because at that time the product was so simple that what they would ask would be useful for everybody. Of course. Awesome. And, and, and this is still happening that way. Like uh, I was talking about the community. We use a community as a way uh, to know what people want. Like very often, people is gonna, so someone is going to require uh, request a new feature, and because they request a new feature, other people are going to like the post basically. Like so it's a bit like Facebook, right. or like jump in and say, "I want that as well," and that, that's for us a very good indicator to know uh, to know what they want. The other thing we do, and we do that a little bit less now, but we still do it sometimes, is we actually uh, offer the ability to people to pay us to add a feature. So we call that like sponsor a feature where basically it's the right, if you give me, I don't know, it can be like $1,000 or for a big feature, it's going to be 5000 or something. It gives you the right basically to change our priority list. So if you really need to integrate that API or that type of features and you urgently need it, uh, we can let you pay us a one-time fee to build it and we build it. Oh, and that true. requires a lot also working directly with your users because it's not really like a traditional development shop because we're not building things uh, for them. And we keep the IP and we just put the feature out there and everybody can use it. But we build something on request. Basically. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm really looking forward to using the product myself. And um... Please do. It's free. Uh, the only thing I can say is uh, to people in general when they start using us is you have to expect to spend a few hours to learn. Uh, it's much faster than code. I mean... Learning code might take you 200 hours, and with Bubble, we're talking about maybe two or three. But uh, don't expect to understand everything for the first five minutes. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine it's going to take a little bit of work to get used to, uh, as, as anything that this this powerful might. But, but you can build pretty. I mean, you can literally clone something like Twitter or Airbnb. I mean, that's typically the kind of thing you can build. Uh, and it's not templated. Like, you start from a white page. Do you have an API to Zapier? Yes, we do, actually. You can trigger um, so uh, you can trigger an action from a, a bubble app, like in our workflow system, where you say when the button is clicked, like save this entry, send an email, charge a card, or trigger a zap, and then you just put the name of the URL of the zap, and that triggers something. And you can pass all the data you want. Yeah, yeah, and we integrate as well with BlockSpring, which is a little bit similar. Um, we have we also expose an API, so that's for the little more technical si- uh, users, but. Uh, you can expose a workflow API where if someone makes a post request to your server, I mean, the bubble server, essentially, that will trigger a workflow so that you can use the, then Zapier as a trigger that triggers something. Um, bubble is very open-ended. Our goal is to be as open-ended as possible and not lock people in one technology. Are you finding that your users are leveraging Zapier significantly? Yeah, yeah. I mean, BlockSpring a little bit more, um, but uh, yeah. 
Okay, tell me a little bit about Blockspring. Blockspring is um, it's a startup business in San Francisco that they started with Excel, where basically it's a way to make API call, to package some code uh, into an API, uh, and that becomes an API, and they have this integration with Excel where you can basically type a formula that does an Excel, uh, an API call and display something in Excel. Um, but we can also use it in our system so that uh, just for us integrating with Blockspring opens up the ability to connect with, uh, I don't know, a few hundreds of services. Uh, because it's a little bit like Zapier in that sense, where you can either get data or post data, which means like then it becomes an action in a workflow uh, through Blockspring. So from us, it goes to Blockspring, and from Blockspring, it goes to um, whatever service you want to use. Almost like Segment. Yeah, so Segment is mostly to get data. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, which we integrate with as well, actually. Got it. Like we, we're very keen on finding hubs. So any kind of uh, thing that connects to other people, I'm very happy to add them because it buys us a ton of plugins for free. Of course. Basically. Wonderful. Emmanuel, well, this has been great. Um, really enjoyed talking with you and uh, looking forward to hearing more about your product in the future. Great. Uh, thank you very much for uh, the opportunity uh, to speak. Uh, and uh, if people have questions, I mean, uh, we the forum or by email, we're there to help. Yes, please. Uh, will you uh, provide um, the web web address and any other information to the to everyone? Yeah, so I mean it's bubble.is, uh, and uh, it's free to sign up. Uh, we have a, a free month trial on the personal plan, but even free, you have basically access to all the features. The only thing you don't have is your custom domain and uh, server capacity. Um, and uh, as soon as you sign up, you're prompted to do a few lessons, uh, which I strongly encourage uh, people to do. My experience is that when users don't do them, it's much more, much tougher for them to get what the platform can do and get to use it. Uh, and yeah, it's bubble.is. Bubble great. Well, thank you so much for your time. Great talking with you. Thank you very much. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.